if it can't be whiskey, it might as well be a sand face, right? Hello, and welcome to Tech Talk. Hello, welcome. This is our fourth and final Tech Talk of the season. And we welcome all of you. And uh, just because we're feeling merry over here, we thought we'd uh, bring a little ho, ho, ho into your worlds as well. We had this but the cheer. As everyone is wrapping up the year and thinking about the holidays, uh, also everyone's starting to think about 2020. We're wrapping up not only a year, but a decade. And thinking about, you know, how do we need to plan for 2020? What are the things we need to focus on? Um, where are the gaps that we might need to close? And so we thought today that we would share three essentials that we're talking to our customers about and that we're thinking about as we go into 2020. And why not a better way, or what's not a better way to talk about three key essentials than unwrapping them? So as we go through this, we will be unwrapping one essential at a time and talking to you about them. So, Shane. So before we dive into that, um, a little context is probably helpful to get an idea of where things are, where things are going. Technology is really shifting the way we interact with the world and the way our employees interact with technology. So I think some of the trends related to technology are important to understand before we start unwrapping what you ought to do from a security essentials perspective in uh, the coming year. Number one, uh, everybody has heard the machine learning and artificial intelligence attributes of every company out there. Everybody claims to have artificial intelligence. I would argue there are plenty that don't, but everybody does have machine learning. And machine learning is getting closer and closer to the point where the machines are able to teach themselves how to do common tasks. And so that translates to a lot of different things. Now, typical common menial tasks that are um, frustrating or boring or things that people don't like to do can be handled in an automated fashion by an automaton. And the impact of that is that we are paying less close attention to those tasks. And the impact it translates to if our hackers were using our users to get into our networks by doing phishing attempts and things like that, if they figure out how to trick the machines and be able to get in from the machine learning perspective, we have less visibility into that. So the first attribute of security essentials is really visibility to get a sense of how are you going to understand what you have, how you have it, and what's coming into your network. Should we see what's in the box? I think we might as well look and see All what's right. in the box. Here, for you. Oh, thank you, Santa. <laughs> I'm Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus, sorry. <laughs> So it's important to get a handle on how you're looking at all the attributes of your network. Wow, look at that. Mm, oh box. my goodness, a, a box. box with words on it. And how appropriate is this? You really have to get microscopically close to the data to understand what's happening in your network, who's doing what, how they're doing it, and a spyglass is the best way to get into that. Now, now, how do we translate that in the real world? Right. You need to collect the logs, you need to analyze the logs, you need to take the network flows and traffic and understand what's happening. And that takes a lot. It takes a lot of storage for the data, it takes a lot of understanding and learning about how to leverage that data. Uh, and that's where 
services and companies like Data Endure come into play where our SOC service is doing just exactly that. We're collecting the billions of events that happen inside your network and applying massive amounts of correlation rules, leveraging the attack matrix, leveraging the uh, MITRE CVEs in terms of all vulnerabilities around the world and trying to understand by looking closely who's doing what inside your network, leveraging things like user behavior analysis and, uh, and then understanding when malicious activity happens if it maps to the MITRE attack matrix. So first step is you gotta get visibility. All right, well that seems to have been a very appropriate gift then. That was perfect. It's, now, it's like Mrs. Claus knew exactly what to pick out. She's a good shopper. <laughs> so you mentioned the MITRE attack matrix. That uh, was one of the trends that we had heard about too, wasn't it? Yeah, the, uh, the key thing that's happening um, when the CVEs, which are the common vulnerabilities, uh, the definitions of them in the world are uh, catered or managed by MITRE, which is a government organization responsible for uh, effectively doing two things. One of them is curating all of the data about vulnerabilities in the world and presenting them in a format that is standard and everybody can leverage. That in itself became an industry. There's a lot of vulnerability assessment tools out there like Qualys and Nessus and um, uh, many other products that uh, are looking at your network, your endpoints, your servers, your routers, and trying to figure out if any of those vulnerabilities exist in your environment so that you can get ahead of the adversaries and close the gaps, close the holes. Uh, the flip side of the MITRE coin is the MITRE attack matrix. It's far less known, but it's becoming more and more known. It's becoming common day. And one of the trends that a lot of people are talking about for 2020 is that the MITRE attack framework will become the go-to framework for SOX. It'll be the language that the SOX will speak. Why is that important? The MITRE attack matrix is also managed by MITRE. And what they've done is they've captured, defined, the, tactic, the tactics, techniques, and procedures that hackers use to gain access to environments, to gain access to systems, to leverage those vulnerabilities we just talked about so that they can compromise an environment and then exfiltrate data or cause damage or whatever their goal is. So understanding that MITRE attack matrix is kind of like a, um, and the spyglass kind of comes back into this, it's kind of like being the, uh, um, critical uh, criminal investigator that is putting themselves in the head of the criminal. Mm -hmm. You understand what steps and tactics and techniques they use to do what they do, and therefore you can reverse engineer how to block those mm -hmm. things. And uh, Data Endure SOC has been leveraging the MITRE attack matrix in terms of two ways. One, in terms of understanding the behaviors that are happening on the network, and two, we do simulated attacks in our customer environments so that we can test to see if their controls are actually doing what they think they are and are preventing a adversary to use those TTPs, the tactics, techniques, and procedures to gain access and then exfiltrate data eventually. Um, and so that's, that's one of the big uh, attributes we really had to get our head around was how do we get ahead of the hacker? Mm -hmm. And the way we do that is by putting ourselves in their shoes and walking a day in their life and we all have heard about certified ethical hackers, which do exactly that. They come and pen test our environments, and they are effectively a hacker, but they're certified and ethical because we pay for them rather than they do it on their own. 
Um, <laughs> so the goal is really to be ahead of the hackers by understanding what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And so that predictability only comes from leveraging frameworks like the MITRE attack matrix and gaining visibility into your network by collecting all the data. One of the biggest flaws um, in the market today is that many SOCs and many SIMs price by the event per second or by the terabyte of data. The negative implication of that is that customers will shortchange themselves mm -hmm. by saying, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put these 20 logs into it. I'm just going to put these three logs into it because I don't want to not have my price go up. Mm -hmm. And unless you have, you, if you are looking through a single magnifying glass, there's a very small segment of information that you're going to be able to look at. Imagine if you had 3000 of these looking all over your network. And that's really the way you need to think about logs. If you collect every log from your network and you collect network traffic and flow data and correlate all that information together, you're gonna to get such a better view of your world and be able to identify the needle in the haystack that is an adversary that's inside your network right now. And, and so um, the model today, pricing model for SIMs and SOC services is broken in our opinion. And that's why we price our SOC on a fixed price per month per appliance, and we want all of our customers' logs so that we don't miss anything. Let's incent them to include everything rather than disincent them you know, and have them only include the few that they think are important versus where the hackers might be hanging out. Exactly, yeah. and, and rather than incent um, the vendor to not fix anything because the more logs and problems you have, the more money they're make, mm -hmm. making, we decided to incent ourselves to reduce the amount of incidents in the customer's environment. So we add more and more features and capability to our SOC every day to reduce the number of mm -hmm. holes, to reduce the attack vectors, to reduce the customer's risk so that we're not working harder, we're working smarter, right. and therefore we're very aligned with our customers. And so while I agree with the prediction that the MITRE attack matrix will become the common language of the SOC, until the common language of the outsourced model becomes one where both the outsourced partner and the uh, internal team are aligned in their goals and vision. It, the, that relationship never works, mm -hmm. and and you know, fortunately for us, we've had decades of working with customers and building that type of alignment, mm -hmm. and so we're able to bring that to market in a very cost-effective security model that helps to protect our customers' environment. So. I would say the key thing around the attack matrix is don't get excited because everybody says it because it's just another metric to say you need mm -hmm. more data. Mm -hmm. And more data usually means more money for you to spend on the SIM or the SOC or whatever it is. So be careful when you're shopping. Um, from there, really, if we if we think about what I just said, the I talked about automation was a, a factor that went uh, is driving where people are going. And, and one of the predictions I read was recently was that those companies that use automation to empower their employees versus to replace their employees are the ones that are going to succeed. And the reason that nuance is important is there's a lot of talk about AI coworkers that are going to take jobs over. And what if instead <clears throat> of taking the human brain that can process things coming from left field much faster than a machine can, at the end of the day, machines process things very quickly. 
However, they process those things that the programmers told them to process. Mm -hmm. So we're limited in terms of translating what we think use cases and scenarios are into a electronic brain that can then process it. Given that that processing speed is significantly faster, it does not replace experience. And mm -hmm. the, the way to think about AI is that it's a child and it's learning and hackers are going to start taking advantage mm -hmm. of that learning AI and teach it bad behaviors. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the next iteration of security. And right now we have this problem of there's so many security tools in the world and how do you start thinking about all these tech changes that are coming mm -hmm. and translate that to a security model with a set of controls that will fit your world. It's like everybody's trying to find one tool that fixes everything mm -hmm. and there is no one tool that fits everything. You have to have a screwdriver to put a screw in. Hmm. That's interesting. I think we're right around our second essential. Okay. I have another gift for you. Oh, thank you. Wow. There you go. And thank it's not what much. you think it is. Wine bag. And Whiskey? All. No. <laughs> no? That's that's the next technology. I got a little excited. <laughs> I got to say. So there's a lot of, oh, wait. There's a lot of people that end up using the wrong tool for the job and use a hammer to put a screw in. Look at that. Again, Mrs. Claus hit that nail on the head. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So um, the security landscape has become so complicated that um, I, I recently spoke at a conference and I put up a slide which shows all the different segments in mm -hmm. the security space and the logos of the companies that are addressing the, the space. The logos were the size of a pinprick, and there was about a million of them on the page. <laughs> it, it was really not intended for people to pick out what does what. It was really intended as an overwhelming, how do you pick the right tool mm -hmm. when there's so many to pick from? When you look at the other categories like storage and like servers and like the infrastructure, the things that are, you know, have been around for decades, there's not, there's a lot of players, but it's not like this. Security is overwhelming. There is so many people doing what seems to be the same thing. Mm -hmm. And how do you make sure you pick the right one? And so I think the to uh, Mrs. Claus's very poignant point, um, you have to have the right tool to do the job at all times. And where a partner like Data Ender comes in into the play there, into the mix there, is that our job day to day is doing research and development on the tools and technologies that are in the marketplace for two reasons. One of them, we do security support and consulting for some of the largest companies in the world, but we also happen to bring security services to the mid to enterprise companies. And so because our stock and the mission I just laid out for you guys is how do we prevent a hacker from getting a foothold and how do we reduce the noise in a customer's environment and how do we align ourselves with IT and security's requirements, we have to make sure that we have the right tools to automate that so that we can get to a scale that we're delivering things. But again, our automation is around augmenting our people's capabilities, not replacing them. Well, and I think too, you go back to that slide had all of those logos, because there isn't one silver bullet, the ability to make sure things are integrating and interoperating the way that they need to be 
is critical. Yep. And, you know, how do you know that the change that one tool had isn't affecting other tools? And so exactly. you really need someone kind of on point for that to, to be making sure that everything is continuing to work as you expect them to work. 100%. And then uh, the next step in this process, which is going to get us lead us to our last essential, is really visibility into the future. How do you chart your map, chart your path, and go forward? And uh, again, this is it. This is your last gift for the season. Make it count. Mrs. Claus's clairvoyance has been amazing. Um, so we've got uh, other sets of predictions, which now talk about we have all this data that I've been saying we need to collect, and this data has been. Uh, effectively adding to our stockpile of information or lack of information because we don't analyze everything but stockpile of zeros and ones that we keep let's call it our hoarded data and there's uh, surveys out or uh, analysis done by companies like Veritas and Splunk that talk about over 50% of the company's data is what they call dark data mm -hmm. which is um, or another acronym that's used commonly as ROT which is mm -hmm. redundant obsolete and uh, duplicate data so all of these, um, all these things out there, this, the zeros and ones out there that are piling up and piling up are taking storage, and they're oftentimes taking primary storage. So there's predictions about 2020 becoming the year of the dark data, but I think there's two factors to think about there. Uh, I think that number one, it's, I agree with that, and we've been touting the dark data horn for a long time. How do you start taking advantage of your data from a data insights perspective so that you can make solid business decisions or security decisions as the case may be. Um, but also, how do you do that without taking up premium storage mm -hmm. and expensive facilities to store that data? Because that data is it's ephemeral until you start to apply the an analytics and analysis to it. But the minute you do, it becomes information. And now information is valuable. But how valuable is it? Is data that you don't use and it's sitting there 50% of the capacity of your very expensive storage arrays? If the answer to that is yes, this has to be the dark data year for you where you figure out how to move that data to cheaper consumable storage, but not lose it so that you can mm -hmm. still apply the analytics and mm -hmm. garner the insights from it. There's, there's, uh, so that's one attribute is dark data. Another attribute is as 5G is coming out and the network is getting faster and faster, IoT and mobility are becoming even more prevalent than they have been in the last decade. Mm -hmm. So I remember in, I think it was in 2002, we were doing a presentation about the tsunami of uh, mobile devices, right. how mobility has bred cloud and cloud by uh, virtue has then bred more mobility. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're gonna see is that it's going to continue to exacerbate even more because now mobility, we have computing devices in our hands that are way more powerful than those we held in our hands 20 years ago or on our desks for that matter. And now With we have way this more important information on them. Way more information that is critical, that has to be secured. Mm -hmm. And let's face it, the protection at the endpoint is terrible today. So, and there's two factors. And then we have all these IoT devices. We have printers, mm -hmm. we have scanners, we have Wi-Fi uh, devices that 
we we take uh, single or home office type Wi-Fi devices and throw them in our corporate locations without any uh, controllers or management or anything like that. And those are all access into your network and into your data. And every single one of those devices that has a network connection that is connected to your corporate network is a risk. So the path to the future really has to be this concept of understanding what all the moving parts are, um, reading the stars, if you will. Hmm. And I wonder what this is. It's a and, very lovely box. <laughs> Again, Mrs. Claus has nailed it. So just like the uh, astronomers and navigators of the past, as they sat on ships, were trying to figure out how to chart the stars to find their way from port to port, we as technologists need to leverage the technology equivalent of a sextant to figure out how do we chart our path through all of the changes that are coming in technology? How do we take advantage of all of the, not just changes that are coming, but the advancements and enhancements that are coming, like 5G, like AI, like machine learning, that are bringing more and more risk into the hands of our employees. And we have things like deep fakes that are becoming a real possibility so that social engineering goes to yet another level. And people are, again, the biggest risk into our network. However, now those people are being attacked at home, not just here because they have mobile devices, they have laptops, they have things that are connected to our corporate network 24 by seven because the edge has gone away. So when you can't tell if the world is flat or round, you can <laughs> navigate your way through it. The best way again is to get an understanding of that dark data, get visibility into your network, use the right tools and chart your way forward with the right partners technologies in order to solve tomorrow's security problems that we don't even know about today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. And with that, we're going to wrap up our tech talk as we wrap up a year and a decade. We thank you for joining us. We we'll wish you, you a happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. <laughs>